0: The Fragrance of Paiveer Singh is an audio series exploring the legacy of the seminal poet presented by Sikh Research Institute. Known as the Sixth River of Punjab, Paiveer Singh gave style, rhythm and flow to the modern Punjabi language. His writings, spiritual nature, stimulate the soul and open our eyes to the beloved. The purpose of the series is to introduce poems, letters and essays of Paiveer Singh in new translations as a way of connecting his work with the audience at large. The translator, Innie is the CEO of Sikh Research Institute. She is also the author of Journey with the Guru series, Saki Time with Naniji, and Thank You Vahiguru. This series is supported by the generosity of an admirer of by Veer Singh's writings. Bhairavir Singh's art is of the highest, not for its power of storytelling that conjures up past events in panorama, nor for the delicate grace of its purity and beauty, nor even for its great humanity. It is the deep realisation behind it, so masterly in its imperial authority, that the very stones, when called by his voice, Move and offer a prayer of thankfulness to their creator, writes Professor Puran Singh. While transcribing a chapter from Paivir Singh's book Kalgidhar Chamatkar, I was transported into another dimension. Prose and poetry blended effortlessly, and what I experienced was a glorious symphony, an unexpected beauty that touched the depths of my being. This story seems to have been set around the period of the Battle of Bangani. The Hill Rajas had formed an alliance to fight Guru Gobind Singh Sahib. Suspicion and turmoil are in the air, which comes out loud and clear in this story. However, this is not that story. This story is about a woman, the Rani of Raipur, who secretly loves the Guru in this turbulent time. Why secretly? Because her husband is not an admirer of the Guru. Through the sensitive pen of Bhaivera Singh, we too get to experience her anguish, her yearning, her deep love and her faith for the Guru. This is truly a unique love story. The Rani of Raipur Astonishing, isn't it astonishing that within this body rests the heart and deep within the heart rests a secreted sadak, faith, spark. Layered under numerous veils, I have kept it safe hidden from envious eyes but hostile and evil eyes have detected this priceless spark. It amazes me to see the tunnels they have dug and the cannons that are pointing towards me. I can see the volleys coming. Oh, terrible destiny! Will this Siddharth light spark in my heart extinguish? Will my mind that has become slightly enlightened with this light spark get submerged in the darkness of loneliness. O my sweet compassionate giver of the slight spark, be benevolent and save me from these enemies. This plea is from the depth of my being, for if I lose this faith spark, my Guru, I will die while living. O giver, grace me with your protection, Strangely, I was confident that the light spark that was within me was out of sight from my enemies. But under the guise of sweet and compassionate love, they shot arrows of maliciousness. Those arrows entered the core of my heart. Covered in sweet talk, bombs of slander penetrated me. Yes, I am in agony. This suppressed resentment is conquering my mind. The agony, the pain is unbearable. I don't even know if the light spark is still within me or has it flown to its source. I look within and I see nothing. Noise, turmoil, and doubts reign within me. I am even confused about my siddak. These thoughts flow from the mind of a beautiful, elegant, forty-year-old woman who is sitting amidst the flowers. At times, she sighs. At times, she frowns. Sometimes she looks up, sometimes she looks down. Silence descends. In deep thought, she converses with herself. Yes, these so-called well-wishers are associates of my body, but enemies of my spirit. They are not my friends. A body with all the comforts, but without spirit, is a wretched, dead body. Similarly, life without the faith spark is like a dry and dead riverbed. They are not my friends, for they are breaking me from my jind, life. They want to extinguish the slight spark of my life. Their words of love are poison to me. Their sympathies don't ease my agony. They increase it. They are not soothers of pain. They are ruthless givers of pain. Is it possible that I misunderstood their love? I don't even know when I lost the hidden treasure that was within me, the treasure that I had protected under layers of a million curtains. Oh, my dear mind, tell me, is this kingdom, this magnificence, not temporary? How many kings have owned this kingdom, and where are they now? If the heads of all the previous kings were to be lined up on the earth, there still would be heads left over. Where is their power now? So, where do I stand? If my kingdom goes, what do I lose? If I become a beggar, so what? The heart without the Siddhak spark is a dead heart. Is it worth keeping a dead heart in the body to own a kingdom? If one were to sit on a straw bed with a heart lit with the Siddhak spark would it be no less than having a kingdom of heaven? If the heart is the king one owns the kingdom. If the heart is the beggar then the kingdom of the body is a disgrace. O dearest Siddhak Moon, turn me in any direction, but enter my home heart and light it up. Let the rays of your love shine within me. I am suffering. My Siddhak is quivering. My being is trembling. Darkness surrounds me. O Siddhak Moon, Lift this darkness. Shine your sweet light and put this wanderer back on the path. Grace me. O my Siddhaq, only you can rid me of my inner suppressed resentment. O my Siddhaq, stay strong. There is no one else but you who can rid me of these doubts. O owner of light, Yours is the only support that will lift these feet of mine out of this swamp. O oh, owner of paradise, I can only be lifted by holding on to your hem. So attach me to your hem and take me across. For when I lift one foot, the other gets stuck deeper in the swamp. Maybe this is what is called Doubt. O Sadak, when you were shining on me, I was in your euphoria. Without you, I am in distress. As the partridge is in distress without the moonlight, I am longing for your vision. O Sadak Moon, if you have chosen to hide yourself, then don't let the hope of me regaining you ever go away. The hope of regaining you will get me through this darkness of mine. Oh, what is this sound? What a loving, lovely tune. The sun is setting. The moon and stars have yet to rise. The night is is cloudy and getting dark now, like the darkness in my mind. Oh, criticism. Oh, spitefulness. O oh, maliciousness, you are all very powerful. You have destroyed my inner living home. O oh, moon, rise and glow. Radiate your light and light me too. Oh, mind, if you shun the love of the kingdom, then the southern moon would not need to hide behind the clouds. The threat of losing the kingdom is casting shadows on my faith. Hush, O oh mind, hush. Listen to the beautiful song I am hearing. I feel its coolness. I feel peace. Yes, it is from the scripture. O oh mind, listen. Listen carefully. If you give a kingdom, what will be so great? If you make me beg, what will be reduced? Oh, my mind, you remember the all-pervasive to be in state of liberation. Then your comings and goings will end. Reflect. You created all. They are forgetful in doubts. Whom you grant, figures it out. Guru Granth Sahib, page 525. The Rani gets up and follows the sound. It takes her to the other end of the garden. She recognises the old woman who is immersed in singing. With tear-filled eyes, the Rani falls at her feet like a mound of dirt. O oh, evergreen lover of Sadak, my garden has been destroyed. Numerous erroneous accounts filled my ears, creating clouds of doubt in my soft heart. The thunder is deafening. You have come at the right time. Grace me. Keep me in your lap. The elderly woman opens her eyes, lifts the Rani's head and embraces her. She rubs her hand on the Rani's back. Was it a hand or was it magic? Immediately the Rani's mind elevates. Fears, doubts and mistaken beliefs vanish. Siddhaq's diamond spark ignites. Light enters her mind, she blossoms, she experiences sweetness, every pore of her body rejuvenates. Locked in the love embrace, relishing the rapture of the saintly woman, the Rani sits motionless. Time progresses in this ecstasy, stars twinkle, moon rises, a sheet of sweet radiance spreads. It is cold, quite cold, but the sweetness of the moonlight comforts the heart that has experienced the burning. The body is at ease in the cool moonlight. The mind is comfortable in the rising love of the sadak Moon and is immersed in the cool radiance of the moonlight. The Rani's eyes are closed. The saintly woman sees the sheen and sacredness radiating from the Rani's face. She knows that the Rani is grace-immersed, but the temperature is dropping, so she urges the Rani to get up. Holding her hand gently, she walks the Rani through the garden to her room in the palace. The room is lit with candles. Two maids are waiting. They make the Rani sit on the cushioned settee. The Rani is still in a trance. Through one of the maids, the saintly woman sends a message to the prince to come. The prince has been worried about his mother. He had visited the garden many times. And seeing the silent tears flowing from his mother's eyes, he left, not wanting to disturb her. However, seeing his mother in a trance with closed eyes perturbs him. The saintly woman senses his discomfort and lovingly says, ''Don't worry, mother is well.'' The gong keeps striking The night keeps receding. It is now well past midnight. The Rani opens her eyes and sighs. Her eyes fall on her prince son and the saintly woman who are sitting nearby. Seeing her son's sad face, she says, Dearest son, your mother was going to die today. But this virtuous being changed the course. Tears flow from the eyes of the prince. Choked with emotion, unable to speak, he puts his head in his mother's lap and closes his eyes. After a while, the saintly woman lovingly says, It's getting late. Let's all get some rest. The Rani holds the saintly woman's hand and says, The mother who gave birth to me left me in this world ocean without oars and without light. But you, my advice-giving mother, took me out from that world ocean. Oh mother, I was going to die today. I cried today. I know crying is a weakness, but to cry for Siddhak washes the dirt off the mind. Isn't it so, mother? Isn't longing yearning the medicine that cleanses the mind? Child, the ones who have tasted Bahigurus love even once, they experience Bahigurus protection. I lost control, I forgot, but it was beyond my control. I don't know how the fragrance of my sadhak escaped. The last few days, the neighbouring hill kings have been sending me messages of threat, that if I ever were to support the Guru with the plume, they would seize my kingdom. Today, my own minister said such malicious things, hoping that it would break my sadhak with my beloved Guru. His venom-filled words were said in such a manner that I would come to dislike the Guru. But Mother, I can't even describe to you what I felt as I listened to all this. Why didn't my ears burn listening to all this? Even my friends and servants have joined in this poisonous slander. I had a sword with me, but I am a coward. Had I courage, I would have pierced my body with my sword and have left this word with pure years, at least. But I have no goodness in me. All I have is a small kingdom, isn't it? but the ego of having a small kingdom is large. I am good for nothing. It is your grace that rekindled the living spark within me, that beautiful, shining diamond spark that my neighbours were able to mask. Not being able to see the light put me in great distress. Darkness engulfed me. Fear entered. I felt totally alone. I was drowning. My own self became my demon, ready to devour me. I tried hard to lift myself out of this darkness. I tried to console myself that the worst thing that can happen is the loss of a kingdom. So what? Isn't losing a kingdom worth my love for my Guru? If tzidak and love are within me, then the comfort or pain of a kingdom or being in poverty should not make any difference. I try to reason with myself, but the pain in my collegia did not decrease, nor did the loneliness. But your loving, sweet singing of the Shabbat pulled me out of the hellhole that I was in. Oh mother, why did I listen to their malicious talk? Even if I had listened, why did I not stand like a rock? Why didn't I say that their talk was rubbish? Dear daughter, Siddhak is a priceless gift. Its coming is difficult, its ripening is difficult. Its sustaining is difficult. The world is a sphere of fear and anxiety. Overcoming fears and doubts is a stage of perfection. When fears and doubts leave the mind, then, and only then, sadhak enters. When our Siddhaq is, com- is complete, then Gyan, wisdom, enters child our intelligence lives in doubts when we get rid of our doubts then sadak enters when sadak enters the mind becomes centered then quintessence knowledge materializes between intellectual knowledge and quintessence knowledge resides sadak in essence when sadhak enters, essence knowledge transpires. Just think, what an elevated thing sadhak is. The one who has sadhak becomes sadhak, sadhak bearer, and in that sadhak, the eternal light is revealed. Beyond my birth, mother. You, my loved, filled ocean-crossing mother, tell me how to get rid of these doubts. In order to get rid of these doubts, I've given charity, kept fasts, and cried in repentance. I've tried my best to push these fears and anxieties out of my mind, but I have not been successful. I believe that you have the magic That will rid me of my doubts. O daughter, our Guru has lovingly explained how to overcome doubts and has given us the medicine to cure this illness. Listen to what Guru says. Intuitiveness does not emerge through rituals. Without intuitiveness, doubt does not leave. Doubt does not leave by other methods. Give up ritual performing. Being is polluted in doubt. Which way to be cleansed? Cleanse mind. Soak in Shabat. Focus consciousness on the all-pervasive. Nanak says, Through Guru's grace, intuitiveness emerges. This dispels doubts. Guru Granth Sahib, page 917. My sweet mother, how can I connect with Shabbat? How can I experience truth and Guru's grace? Sweet daughter, your love for Gurbani is increasing day by day. This love is taking you closer and closer to Shabbat. Kurbani reveals ways one can experience the magnificence of Shabbat, the benefit of Shabbat, the inspiration from Shabbat, as well as how to reside in Shabbat. Kurbani's nature is to attach its own lover to Shabbat. When you recite Kurbani with awe and love, the mind softens, enabling Shabbat to bring nam to dwell in the heart. Reflecting on Gurbani is the true way to realize Shabbat. When Shabbat begins to dwell in the heart, truth will begin to abide within. Satguru has graced you with the desire to walk this path. You are already in love with Gurbani. Satguru is going to enter your home. Just wait. Mother, This is the fruit of all your blessings, for I am unvirtuous. But you are right. Gurbani is sweet and cools my mind. Today, I made a mistake. I forgot to recite Gurbani. Had I recited Gurbani, I would have experienced this coolness sooner. Child. In the play of destiny, sometimes one forgets. But think, at the end, it was the sound of Gurbani that lifted you out of the darkness. Yes, that is absolutely the truth. The sound of Gurbani and the company of a lover of Gurbani saved me. You are a saint worthy of worship. Child, again, you are saying the same thing. The thing that I can only hear being said about my beloved's glory. I was roaming lost. No one talked. No one asked. Through Guru, eternal Guru's company, I, a worm, became exalted. Guru Granth Sahib, page 167. My condition was even lower than this. Mother, I forgot. Because I am forgetful, please forgive me. I did not say it intentionally, it just flowed because of the intense gratitude that I am feeling. But there is something I am uncertain about. Yes. It is another doubt. Please can you help me overcome it? Ever since I have met you, I have found comfort in you. You have made yourself worthy of worship. Yet, you don't like to be acknowledged for that or to be called saintly. Then, how can sinners like me be liberated? Liberate? Child, to liberate is the nature of the creator, who is also the doer. The cosmic law of the creator is generosity. For the creator is also the nurturer and the liberator. This is my understanding. In other words, Vaheguru's action is to create. Vahegroo's religion is to nurture. Vahigru's nature is to liberate. But Mother, Vahegroo is formless, limitless, colourless and beyond any religious sect. So how can we attain liberation from Vahegroo? To create the universe, the creator did not need anyone's assistance. Likewise, to nourish, the creator does not need advice or help from anyone. Similarly, to liberate, the creator is not dependent on anyone's counsel. The creator alone creates, nourishes and liberates, my child. But mother, when we begin to feel the love and protection of the creator, Then her desires to see and meet the beloved. But how? For the beloved is imperceptible, inaccessible, and we are not at that stage. So, how can we meet? Child, look at it in this way there is a kite with a really long string flying in the sky. It flies so high that you can no longer see it. The kite is beyond your sight but your hand is holding the string that is attached to the kite. You feel the pull of the string so you know that the string is still attached to the body of the kite even though your eyes don't see it. Similarly, a pull within us arises to meet the Beloved. Realize that, that the emergence of this pull in itself is grace, for the Beloved has put this pull within you. Those who feel this pull ought to know that the Beloved is protecting and liberating them. What you have said is true. How are you able to clear my innermost doubts? But still, mother, this thirst for a vision makes me restless. When it arises, the desire to meet is intense. One day you had said, when the thirst for a meeting arises, one must not remain inactive. The desire is there to meet. Then why is the body lazy? Mother, two doubts have arisen. I know that Bahigroo is the form of Ikyunkar, and that Bahigroo is supreme, fearless, without animosity, the living light and the giver of endless love. Because of this endless love, Bahigroo is the nourisher as well as the liberator. But who is going to tell us about this endless love and these virtues? If you had not shared this with me, my desire for a meeting would not have arisen. And the second doubt is, when the desire has arisen and the effort to meet is also undertaking, how does one meet? Because you say, all is through grace. Child, you have to look at Vaheguru in this way. You see the light, but what is that brightness? Brightness is that stage where we see, realize, and recognize that everything is from Vaheguru. But if we don't have the brightness in our eyes, what can the outside brightness do? So the inside brightness desire, the grace-filled brightness is not to just see things. In that brightness, you have to recognize Vaheguru's marvels, blessings and gifts that are all around us. This liberator Vaheguru has put raza in our consciousness and brightened it, enabling everything to flow in natural ease. But because we don't understand raza, A curtain arises before us. For we have turned our backs on the razai, the order giver, and have gotten immersed in the illusions and attachments of the world. We have gotten so attached to the things that we see in this brightness that we have forgotten the light of this brightness. No longer are we grateful to this brightness for the material things, Therefore, we are incapable of reaching the light through this brightness. The brightness was there to bring us to the light that is within us. For this reason, from time to time, the Liberator Vahigru sends us the Beloved Saviour to the world in a human form, but whose virtues and behaviours are above humans. The Beloved that Vahigru sends is just like Vahiguru, whom we lovingly call Guru Nanak Ji. Guru Nanak Ji came and told us about the virtues, the nature, the compassion and the endless love of Vahiguru. Listening to them, a desire rose within us to get rid of our vices, to think of this world as temporary and to consider loving the beloved lovingly so that we can realize and experience the beloved here. This is what Guru Nanak Ji told us. To fulfill this desire, Guru Nanak Ji revealed the Bani, gave us the pristine guidance of prayer and of singing the virtues of Bahiguru. Then the loving Satguru bestowed on us the gift of Shabbat, the beautiful Shabbat, the eternal glory song, the eternal Guru revealed, Guru Granth Sahib, page 917. So child, this is the way that the timeless being liberates us intuitively, which You just need to recognise this, but know this. This recognition also comes through grace. Mother, forgive me. There is no disbelief in my mind, only a longing to meet, and that longing is intensifying. At times, I don't even know what I am saying, so please forgive me. It is your blessing that I read Gurbani, prayed, listened to Kirtan and then devotion arose within me. Every part of my being yearns to meet Vaheguru. You have said that the beautiful, joyful, blissful message of love in Shabad, Satguru has revealed. So therefore, There is such a strong force within me to meet Satguru that at times I get distressed. The longing to meet Satguru, the one whom Vaheguru has sent to connect us disconnected beings back to our true home, surges like a tidal wave within me. But Mother, if you had not blessed me, How would I have been graced with this longing to meet Satguru? It's Satguru's nature to liberate, to nurture, to grace. Wanting to see Satguru in a human form or not in a human form is confining. My child, Satguru is beyond time and space, beyond physical and unseen forms. Satguru is living divinity. To experience the nature of Satguru and to meet Satguru, remember Guru is with me, always with me. Eternally keep that remembrance. Reflect. Guru Granth Sahib, page 394. Mother, please explain this further so that I can clearly understand. Get rid of this thought that Satguru is not here or is far away from you. Believe that Satguru is with you at all times. Make this thought a part of your remembrance. Think to yourself that Satguru is ever-present and let your remembrance reflect that. Those who recognise Guru... Practise truth. So why should beings be afraid? Guru Granth Sahib, page 101. Those who recognise Guru as eternal and omnipresent know that they have the support of Satguru. This support aids them in becoming fearless. Till today, have you not fallen at the feet of Satguru? You have not seen Guru. But do you not feel that Satguru is yours and that you are Satguru's? Mother, if this feeling ever left me, I would die right away. Satguru is mine. I am Satguru's. I am the dust of Satguru's feet. O Mother, pray that I become a captive of Satguru. O Satguru, I am yours, O liberator, I am yours, O loving Satguru, I am yours, take me as your own, make me the dust of your feet, say that this devotee is my slave, standing at my door, O Satguru, give me the service of your own home, make me your own. O wearer of the plume, O liberator, make me the dust of your feet. O beloved, say that we are yours, good or bad, we are yours. Wandering in forgetfulness, we are yours. O beloved, we are yours. O beloved, keep us close to you, for we are yours. love Lavema's tears flow from the Rani's eyes. She goes into a deep trance. After a while, her eyes open and she says, Mother, what else? Child, that's it. Recognize Guru was close and near. This closeness this nearness is the meeting of Satguru. This longing creates the bridge between us and Satguru. And through this bridge, grace enters our home. Sweet Mother, you have explained everything so well to me. I do love you so much. But you still call yourself a nobody. Child, I am not a nobody, I am somebody who loves the feet of Satguru, somebody who joyously utters the sayings of Satguru, but nothing more than that. Satguru's lovers are those in whom Satguru resides, they are the saints and their company is fruitful. But child, I am not a saint and not worthy of worship, However, our doctrine is that Vaheguru sent Guruji to the world to liberate us. Similarly, Guruji has given us Gurbani at Satsang. The wisdom that Vaheguru blessed Guruji with, Guruji revealed in the Sri Guru Granth Sahib. This true, priceless, supreme, cosmic wisdom is the heart body of the Guru. Do you know that Guru Arjan Dev Ji bowed before this Granth? The tenth Guru revered it and gifted it to us. To spread the message of the grunt, satsang has been given to us. With the support of satsang, this blessed opus flows. Satguru is the love incarnate of Vaheguru. Those immersed in Guru love, Satguru says... They are mine. They are my form. O beloved Satguru is great. Our wondrous Satguru is great. Chants the Rani. So child, the liberator, the timeless being, is the Satguru. Sweet mother, Today my evil ears heard malicious and vicious things about our beloved Guruji, which caused me great distress. But being in your company and hearing about Satguru's greatness, vastness, compassion and endless love has saved me. Your friendship is life-giving. Child, slanderous gossip has brought great misery to this world. It has destroyed temples of sadak and trust. It has created estrangements between true friends as well as between husbands and wives. That is why, Satguru says, that slanderous gossip is a colossal transgression that we must refrain from and we must never lend our ears to it. But if it comes continuously, We must keep our mind firm like a rock, and if it causes distress, then take the sanctuary of Gurbani and Satsang. Mother, what you say is true, but forgive me for asking again when do we get a glimpse of our beloved Guru? The time is approaching. Beloved Guru will visit us soon. Mother, I can hardly wait. May your words come to fruition soon. Tell me, child, has fear left your heart? There was one fear, the fear that the neighbouring hill kings would attack the kingdom once they found out that I was Satguru's Sikh. But the two advices that you gave me helped me get rid of this fear. The first one was the Shabbat you recited, if you give a kingdom, what will be so great? If you make me to beg, what will be reduced? When Satguru is going to immerse us in the bliss of Nam, the biggest treasure, then what is a kingdom and what is begging? The second advice is what you just said. Those who recognise Guru, practice truth. So why should beings be afraid? So when our religion is to recognize Satguru as ever-present, then to fear is not the right way. I need to take the sanctuary of Guru and be in the stillness of love-filled remembrance. I need to leave fears and anxieties to Satguru. Child, when stillness is within, when Naam is within, then our consciousness definitely attains the stage of fearlessness. Those who have been graced, why should their minds fear those who are living with fears and anxieties? Those who are fearless, their fearlessness has an effect on others. Vices of those living in fear tremble when they encounter the sacred fire of fearless beings. Mother, you are right. You have spoken the truth. Child, I have repeated whatever I have heard from Satguru. The prince, who had been silently listening to the conversation, now said, Revered elder mother, when will we get a glimpse of Satguru? My sweet prince, Satguru has left Ponta. For the last 10 or 12 days, Satguru is staying in the Nahan forest region. I am certain Satguru will soon pass through our region as well. Revered Elder Mother, are you sure Guruji will come to this region? If you have even the slightest doubt, maybe we should send a message to Guruji. My glorious Prince, there is no need to send a message, nor have anyone tell Guruji about your love. It is Guru's nature to provide sanctuary and to take care of the ones who are in the sanctuary. The pull of your love is so strong that it will be impossible for Guruji not to pass through your region and grace you. Mother, what you have said is true. Our love is just budding. Your graciousness is what we are pinning our hopes on, that Guruji will definitely come to bless us. To send a message would be sacrilegious. How can we, unvirtuous ones, dare to invite pure radiance? But Mother, if Satguru graces us, then our coming into this world will be fruitful. Child, Satguru will definitely come to grace you. This is my trust.